I'm Kyle Rice, awful test taker turned physical therapist and standardized test coach for over 5,000 physical therapists worldwide. It wasn't that long ago that I struggled with anxiety, lack of confidence, and the fear of failing the NPTE. Fast forward through the challenges, the 13 standardized test failures, and many lessons learned, and you'll see the life I have today, a life filled with love, financial freedom, and a dream job that allows me to change lives every single day. I created the NPTE Clinical Files podcast to give you simple, actionable strategies along with a step-by-step walkthrough of NPTE-based questions. All of this so that you can dominate your exam like I did and achieve your dream. So if you're a driven PT student who's looking to pass the NPTE and start creating a life you love, you're in the right place. Enjoy the show. For this week's clinical file, we have Jessica, and Jessica is treating a patient with a partial thickness burn extending down to the papillary layer of the dermis. Which of the following is the physical therapist's primary role? So we have A, prepping the wound for primary intention strategies. B, debridement of small and sturdy blisters. C, ensuring mobility of surrounding joints in preparation for surgical intervention. D, desiccation of the burn site. All right, so let's go up to the top of this question. Today is all about burns, baby. You gotta be ready for these on your MPTE as well. I know they can be tricky because you gotta know the different like depths of burns, all the different layers that you can burn because that makes a difference for how we'll treat the patient. And you gotta know this stuff to be confident on the MPTE when it comes down to burn questions, all right? And so I'm gonna knock this down. You're gonna help me right okay (laughs) follow along with me take some notes if need be and then we'll knock this one out cool so we have jessica is treating a patient with a partial thickness burn extending down to the papillary layer of the dermis all right hold on a minute because we got a lot of anatomy and all that good stuff so jessica's treating this patient with a partial thickness burn stop partial thickness burn what are we really talking about there Well, it's already starting to talk to us about, first of all, a depth of a burn. There's the superficial burn that is really burning just the epidermis. And then there's this thing called the partial thickness burn that doesn't just burn the epidermis, but it starts to go into this thing called the dermis, the layer underneath the epidermis. Now, hold on a minute. There's two types of partial thickness burns, y'all. Stay with me for a second. There's a superficial partial thickness burn, and then there's the deep partial thickness burn. You've heard of this before. Okay, now here's the thing. In the question here, it says extending down to the papillary layer of the dermis. What is that telling you? That's telling you that this partial thickness burn is considered to be superficial partial thickness. Why? because the papillary layer is the top part of the dermis. It's directly up underneath the epidermis. So if we got a partial thickness burn extending down to the papillary layer, we have a superficial partial thickness burn. Now, if it said extending down to the reticular layer, well, that's underneath the papillary layer. That's what we would call a deep partial thickness burn. 
Ah, but that's not what we're seeing in this question. It says Jessica is treating a patient with a partial thickness burn extending down to the papillary layer of the dermis, aka Jessica is seeing a patient with a superficial partial thickness burn. Cool. Now, continuing down the question, actually, the next sentence is the question stem. It says, which of the following is the physical therapist's primary role? So what is this question really asking you? Hey, if you got a patient with a superficial partial thickness burn, what is the physical therapist's primary job, primary duty? What are they there to do? So for those of you on the podcast, let me go through the answer choices again. So we have A, prepping the wound for primary intention strategies. B, debridement of small and sturdy blisters. C, ensuring mobility of surrounding joints in preparation for surgical intervention. D, desiccation of the burn site. All right, I hope you selected an answer here. Whether you feel like you know this or not, select an answer and let's dissect this. A, prepping the wound for primary intention strategies. Okay, well, I guess before we select this answer, we would need to know what primary intention strategies are, okay? So primary intention, also known as primary healing, that refers to when doctors use some type of wound closing technique, whether it's through staples or stitches or glues, any form of wound closing process would be considered to be more of primary healing or primary intention, all right? So my question for you, if we have a patient with this superficial partial thickness burn, you're the physical therapist. Is your primary role to prep the wound site, the burn site, for primary intention strategies? So I really like A. I like A as the answer because that is our primary goal for this type of burn depth. Now, it really depends on how deep you get. As you get more into the deeper layers of the dermis, the reticular layer like I was talking about before, as you get into like a full thickness, then our job changes slightly because the goal is not to use primary intention strategies. The physician or the surgeon will no longer be using just staples because they can't just pull the sides together and staple it. It is too significant at that point. So they'll have to use things like skin grafting and so forth. So if we have more of a deeper burn, we're not going to use things like primary intention strategies or prepping the wound for that. However, if we're dealing with like a superficial partial thickness wound, a primary intention strategy is viable. It's a great option and it's commonly used. So the PT's role is to prep the wound for primary intention. It is our goal to keep the wound clean to prevent or treat in the infections. It is our goal to participate in those types of activities in preparation for the physician to do things like staples or sutures or glues. All right. So I like A right now. Hold on. Doesn't mean it's the best answer. We got to go through the rest of them. B says debridement of small and sturdy blisters. 
Have you seen this type of thing show up before? Maybe you saw it in PT school when you were going through integument and all that, this whole whether you debreed the blisters, open the blisters up or not. So there's a lot of controversy about this. However, your book is pretty clear. It does say that if you're having a patient with large, fragile blisters, that we should open those up. However, if they're small and sturdy blisters, the consensus, the general consensus is to leave those alone, leave them intact. So the fact that it says to debride small and sturdy blisters, is that the physical therapist's primary role? The answer to that is I would say no, all right? So B, I don't like it. I'm going to put an X next to it. Did you put an X next to it? <laughs> Let me know. All right, let's take a look at C. C says, ensuring mobility of surrounding joints in preparation for surgical intervention. A lot of y'all selected this one. <laughs> okay, I like it. It's pretty. You know, in my coaching program, whether it's my independent one or the live coaching you know, I talk about these things called pretty answers, right? The ones that suck you in, that you look at them, you're like, oh, there's just something about that that's so pretty. I like it, right? And I think C is like that because it says ensuring mobility. And you know that that's a major role of a physical therapist, generally speaking, is to make sure that our patient has mobility, especially if surrounding joints. I've heard that before. So it's not necessarily a bad answer. However, it does say ensuring mobility of surrounding joints in preparation for surgical intervention. Here is the piece I don't like. This patient is not likely to have surgical intervention here. They're not likely to undergo some type of skin grafting procedure for a superficial partial thickness burn. That's too extreme. That's not gonna happen. It's not likely. And therefore, the PT's role will not be to be preparing the patient for surgical intervention. Like I said, that's not likely to happen. So although the first part of that answer is attractive, the whole answer, looking at the entire thing, is just not correct. All right. C, I don't like it. Again, I don't because it says in preparation for surgical intervention. I'm putting a strong X next to that one. Hold on. Let's look at D. Few of y'all selected this one right here. Desiccation of the burn site. Do I like it? So how many of y'all were attracted to this answer just because you may have not been familiar with the word desiccation? See, to me, when I look at that, I'm like, ooh, desiccation. That don't sound good. It doesn't sound good to me. And I know a few of y'all didn't pick it because maybe that word didn't sound good. Well, what does desiccation mean? It really means dryness resulting from the removal of water, like dehydration. So is the role of a physical therapist, the primary role, in a patient who has superficial partial thickness burn, is the primary role to dehydrate the burn site, to dry it out? The answer to that is absolutely not. If anything, we're keeping the wound site, the burn site moist. You don't want it to be excessively moist because that will also delay healing, but you do want the site to be moist. And if you've been in my programs, if you watch my lectures, baby, especially my wound care integument lecture, 
I go in deep about the importance of making sure that your wounds stay somewhat of moist because dryness significantly delays the healing process. You do not want desiccation. You do not want dryness of your wounds. It delays healing. So from that standpoint, a physical therapist's role being to desiccate the burn site, that would actually be contraindicated. We do not want to dry that out. I'm putting a fat X next to D that is out, leaving us with our best answer, y'all, of A, prepping the wound for primary intention strategies. Boom. Congratulations to those of you who got this one correct. There was a lot in this question, even though it was pretty short. I want to give you a short one to show you what a short question would look like on the MPTE. One that just has pretty much one to two sentences in and out, but it does require you to have a decent knowledge of burn types, burn depths, what they mean, and what the primary role of the physical therapist is. What are we supposed to do if we have a superficial partial thickness burn in front of us? What are we supposed to do if we have a deep partial thickness or a full thickness burn in front of us? What is our role as part of the interdisciplinary team? you got to know those types of things, not just for the MPTE, but for your patients that you may treat in the future. So that's the big deal there. Now, I know some of y'all are like, wait, hold on, coach. Can you go in a little bit further about this primary intention, aka primary healing, I've heard that there's something called secondary intention or secondary healing. You're right, you're right, you're right. So primary intention or primary healing is like I was telling you before, it's related to when doctors use wound closing techniques like staples, stitches, glues, all right, in that department. So in this question, our primary role is the physical therapist was to set the patient up where they are ready to go into those primary intention strategies. We're setting the patient up from a standpoint that we're preventing infection, you know, or if the patient does have infection, we're helping in the treatment of that. Or we are getting rid of non-viable tissue that may slow down the healing process or keep them from being able to go directly into primary intention strategies provided by the physician, all right? So we want to set the patient up to successfully go into those primary intention strategies, hence the reason why prepping the wound for primary intention was the correct answer here. Now, there's another term called secondary intention or secondary healing. What that really means is that healing is going to occur when the wound is left open to heal by granulation or contraction. And so with secondary healing, the wound is typically left wide open. And now we're allowing the tissue to heal. And you see this a lot when a patient has maybe like a pressure ulcer or something along the lines of that, and it's open and we are allowing that tissue to heal, but it's open. All right. That's called secondary wound healing. And so how does that wound heal? It heals through granulation, increased granulation tissue. The wound contracts by itself, 
hopefully closing inside out. We don't want outside in, right? Inside closes first, and then it closes towards the outside. Perfect. So that's contraction of that wound. And this thing called epithelialization. Epithelialization. I always mess that word up. All right? So that's a part of secondary wound healing. So primary is the surgeon or the physician's going to go in there and they're actually going to close the wound by staples, stitches, glues, that sort of thing. Secondary healing is when we leave the wound open and allow it to heal via granulation, contraction, and epithelialization. I think I got it that time. All right. Is that making sense? Those of y'all that are on the road, treadmill right now, you might want to step off, pull off on the side road, put the hazard lights on, and then write some of this down because these are important concepts to make sure that we got underneath our belt so that if you see these words show up on the exam, bam, you can absolutely crush it. All right? Cool. So for those of you who are PT students, if you're a PT grad, you're listening to me right now, you got the MPTE coming up, listen to me. I am the NPTE coach. I help students just like you dominate the NPTE, regardless of whether you're a good standardized test taker or my specialty, those of you who are not so good standardized test takers. Cool? I got a free Facebook group, absolutely private. I go in there each week giving valuable information on dominating the NPTE. I don't want you to miss out. How can you get there? www.nptegroup.com. Plug that into your phone right now and request access. I got you. It's absolutely free. For those of you who have not gotten my free cheat sheets, <laughs> got you, baby. I got 10 musculoskeletal cheat sheets that are absolutely free out there. You can get those by going to www.nptecheatsheets.com. Don't worry. If you're on iTunes, Ghana, Overbreak, Spotify, wherever you're at right now, you can go into the show notes of this episode and click the link in there and get it. Hi, this is Kyle and thanks for downloading the podcast. I always enjoy spending this time with you and I hope that you leave today feeling motivated and with a better understanding. Make sure to subscribe to get new mock NPTE questions each week. I deeply appreciate your support. It helps keep this mission going. And as I always say, keep learning, stay committed. I'll see you next time.